Blog Talk Radio. Come on, put your hands together. Great is the Lord. Thank you. Good evening. How are you guys? We're doing great. 
Bless. Brian, I chased Miss Cavandra Ball down. I think we've probably been in contact with each other probably for about three or four months now. And I've been trying to get <laughs> to happen, and we and we finally have him here. But first, my my first question, Brian, is to uh, Mr. Stoney. Mm-hmm. How does it feel knowing that God chose you for this assignment, and and you're actually out there doing it? How how does it feel knowing that God trusted you enough to say? Son, this is what I want you to do. I'm giving you this idea. I give ideas to people all the time, but they choose not to pursue them. But you are actually doing what you were told to do. How does that feel? Uh, it's funny, funny that you say that. Uh, today, earlier, I was I was riding my car. I was just thinking about the show and the things that uh, we would possibly be discussing. And again, I want to say thank you. Uh, to, to you, Greg, to you, Brian, for, uh, again, this tremendous opportunity. Uh, but to answer your question, I, I tweeted something today that uh, the Lord just dropped on me uh, that said, Lord, I thank you each day uh, for your ability to remind me of my assignment. And I think uh, as, as men, women of God, as people of God, as individuals, period, uh, we've all been given an assignment. We've all been given something uh, to do uh, that will help affect, uh, uh, cause, and, and create change uh, across this nation. Uh, but when you've been entrusted with something that nobody can do but you, I think it's an awesome task. And daily I'm grateful and I'm thankful to God because I realize nobody can be doing what I'm doing but me. I, I often say to people uh, that there's, there's a time in your life where there's certain things that are just tailor-made for you. Uh, I believe tailored suits, tailor-made suits uh, are designed only for the person by which it's been tailored for. And so when God gives you something, an assignment, uh, whatever your assignment may be, you have to take it such as a tailored suit. You're the only person that can fit it. You're the only person that can wear it. And you're the only person that can produce whatever that assignment is. And so I'm grateful. I'm, I'm constantly, uh, daily I wake up uh, thanking God uh, that he chose me and, like you said, used the word entrusted. Everybody's not entrusted uh, because everybody can't handle uh, what comes with the assignment. There's responsibilities. There's backlashes. Uh, there's consequences. Uh, there are days you've got to uh, uh, sweat. Uh, there are days you're going to have to cry. There are some days you may have to bleed. And so everybody's not entrusted to bleed. Everybody's not entrusted to sweat uh, because uh, somebody can give up in, in the long run. But I'm, I'm thankful that even when I wanted to give up, even when I decided to give up, he keeps giving me reminders that this right here was tailored just for you. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I told you it's gonna be a hot night tonight. <laughs> He's getting ready. I'm, I'm, getting I'm warmed ready. up. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I as I was looking on the website, I, I, I can't stop smiling because, you know, I, the first thing I read was reaching the outer man, and and it says developing the inner mind, and you know, I started to smile, and then I started looking at the news and events, and. Let's talk about a quick six degrees of separation. I grew up in Hollandale, Florida. Uh huh. Oh, I know where you're talking. <laughs> so, yes, so, and so I'm going and listen to where I'm going. My pa- my my mother and my aunt. My actually, my aunt's a regular member at Cornelia Worship Center. Uh-huh. And so, as I'm looking at this, I'm like, you're right there in the thick of where I grew up doing the things that I only talked about doing when I was your age. And so that just warmed my heart. But what I was going to ask you about was reaching the outer man, developing the inner mind. What does that mean? I believe uh, anything that that is relevant to development has to start with your ability to influence something. And so to, to, to say that there there is something you're trying to reach out to, in order to get whatever it is you're reaching out to, you must have some type of influence to what it is you're reaching out. So in, in talking about me, our ability to influence the generation and the population of students by which we're serving uh, helps us to be able to be a tangible 
uh, a feeling or a tangible source to them. Now, once we influence them, which is uh, in turn saying once we reach them, we can now do what we do best, and that's develop. Through development, we empower. And so once that influence to reach them, once we baited them, once we got them right where we need them, right where we want them, we're now able to develop one of the strongest capacities of the body, and that's the mind. Mm -hmm. Once you get somebody to believe in their mind what it is that they set out to do, you got a winner. And so to, 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 to reach causes influence. You must have influence. And then from that, empower the inner mind. Develop it. Structure it. Give it direction. Give it focus. And so that's, that's, that's the job of what we're trying to do. Yes, awesome, awesome, awesome. And it's funny you talk about uh, Cornelia Worship Center. Mm-hmm. I, I must throw this plug in. Cornelia Worship Center is my family. Uh, our chairman, actually, uh, he'll be calling in soon, uh, uh, Mr. Sheridan Jones. His father is the founding pastor mm-hmm. and still is the pastor of Cornelia Worship Center. That's Pastor Eric Jones. Yes, sir. And so, uh, as, as well, he is the mayor. The mayor. Uh, I was just about to say yeah, that. <laughs> city. Listen, they turned Carver Ranches uh, as a result of him to West Park now. We yes, are sir. Now in West Park, and we're thankful uh, to Pastor Eric Jones for, for his uh Undying, undying dedication and, and his, his influence to us as well. And so uh, it's funny you say that because yes. it's just a part of me uh, as, as we are the corner Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when I looked, I was like, oh, man, these, this, this is my, that's my area, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, but it actually we ran the first summer camp uh, for Lee mm-hmm. and still are running the summer camp, and that's pretty much where our headquarters office is at their church uh, office site. But we mm-hmm. had the first opportunity to run our summer program, and, and Pastor Jones, Mayor Jones, uh, gave us this opportunity pro bono. He has not charged us nothing uh, but has been generous, given us space and, and, and time, lights, water, and everything else. And yeah. so we're thankful to Cornelia and, and to Pastor Eric Jones. I, I love him. That pop Jones is amazing. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, just the fact that I know the area, and I know what the area has produced in the past, and I know the capacity of what they can produce in the present and in the future, I know you guys are doing some stuff. I know you guys are doing great down there. Absolutely. We've been blessed, man. Uh, our first camp, uh, it's funny you talk about you were raised in, in the Hollandale area. Mm-hmm. Uh, being as though, you know, Hollandale and Cabo Ranches, we call it just a uh, uh, train track away. Mm-hmm. You go over train tracks here in one city. Come yes, across the train track here in another city. Uh-huh. Uh, our first summer camp, uh, we had three gentlemen who were part of one of the uh, local gangs uh, that was across the railroad tracks in the Cobble Ranches Hollywood side, and uh, they had been uh, in cahoots and battle uh, with not only BSO but with the Hollandale side as it relates to gang-related activities and selling drugs and uh, violence and things of that nature, and these gentlemen decided to come to our program, uh, quote-unquote, just to hide out, and um, from hiding out, they entered our program. One of them, one of the gentlemen who entered in uh, the first week, the last two gentlemen entered in by the second week of the program, we were only a three-week program, but long story short, they came in our program just to hide out. By the time the program was finished, uh, or the scheduled time we were supposed to finish our first year, these gentlemen, the three of them, were the head honchos in rallying the 53 students that we started with uh, to extend summer camp another two weeks. These were gang-related members. One of the members was the head gang member. He was the CEO, the president uh, of, of the, the Conferences side and decided to uh, help us uh, extend our summer camp and rally the 53 students and I tell you, it was a blessing. And now, mm-hmm. to these day, to this day, uh, these gentlemen have gone on to a vocational school. Uh, one is married now. Uh, two of them have kids, uh, and they're doing great things. And so, we're just excited about uh, the influence. Going back to that influence that yes. we had uh, in that area. Yes. Now, Miss Ball, you're actually uh, doing things here in Tallahassee, Florida. Yes, we both are. Okay. 
Now, tell us a little bit about what you all are doing. I know you guys are working in the Springfield community. Yes, we're running our STEP um, program currently right now at Springfield. That's also where our summer program will be um, run. So our focus since maybe September has been our STEP program. Mm-hmm. And that information is also on the um, on the website. Yes, and, and the website is leadnation.org. Yes, You know, I, I, I want to say this, and I hope I'm not, uh, not changing the subject, but I was, I was watching television today, uh, just watching the news, and I, and I saw they were talking to a bunch of college students. And right now Duke is playing Miami down in Miami. <laughs> and the kids, the reason I'm saying this is because the kids, I think with the way society is right now, they're confused. You have a team like the Duke. What what's their mascot? What is Devil? The Blue Devil. Okay, the Blue Devil, absolutely. Okay. Then you have Wake Forest. What is theirs? Demon Deacons. Mm-hmm. Then you have Arizona State Sun Devils. Devils. You're going somewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we. we 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 see this and we're cheering them on and these kids are walking around with this stuff painted on their face. But yet society will raise up and have a fit if you have a Jesus Christ University or a University mm-hmm. of Christ or a University of Jesus. You don't have that. The so best they give is, us is the angels. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, what are we? What is this saying to the kids that you guys are working with? I mean, what is it saying to them? We we put a lot of responsibility on them, saying that you need to do this, you need to do that. But as a nation, what does that? What is that really showing? I mean, you, in Halloween, you don't even see a Jesus costume. You see more devils than anything. Absolutely. I think I think more than anything, um, we've got to go back to uh God's original intent. Uh we our nation was founded on in God we trust. You find it in the money, you see it on the money, you see it on different things. And the more we find ourselves getting back to God's original plan for why he created the United States, why he created our world, then we can better understand our assignment to other people, likened unto a lead to a community that needs the services and the support uh, that lead brings to, 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 to an area. We've got to find a way to influence and infiltrate uh, Christ in everything that we do, understanding that this is what we were founded on. Now, these, these schools uh, can be founded on their mascot all they want to, or parade, should I say, their mascot. But it does not uh, take presence over what that school's uh, objective or ultimate objective is. And I think when we find ourselves redirecting ourselves back to our original intent and what the objective and the mission and the vision of what God created us here for, we won't have these problems. But it all goes back to being able to redirect them. We have to redirect them. Mm -hmm. Yes, and Ms. Ball, I'm, I'm sure you had uh, a comment or something that you wanted to say about that. I can't, I can't hear you. I'm sorry. Okay, yes, I, I just asked if you had a comment or, or something that you want to say about that. Because I know you deal with the, the, the kids here and the young ladies. I mean, it, it, it's almost like we sit back and we accept this. They're throwing it in our face, and we're just sitting here and we're accepting it. And some people say, well, it's just a name. Okay, well, you just try to come up with a university and put Jesus on anything out in the public. The uh-huh. first thing that you're going to hear is, oh, I don't want to offend anyone. That's the first thing that everybody says, but they don't say that yeah. during Halloween. Yeah. They say it during Christmas, but they won't say it during Halloween now. They'll throw the devil out there in your face and the witches and all this stuff. And these kids, I mean, they're, they're, I really believe a lot of them are confused. Mm. I really they are. Do. I believe a lot of a lot of the confusion also starts at home with, you know, the parental structure, the household structure, and that's another place where Lee um, comes in because we understand that there is a uh, Everybody doesn't have a, a household with a, a mother and a father or a, a grandparent structure in place to kind of help 
God some of that, you know, and, and redirect some of uh, some of the things that our children are are getting via the internet, via the social settings, you know, just via everything that's out there that they they're exposed to. And so we recognize that and we understand the importance of kind of providing not the the structure but the idea of this is this is the route that you should go. This is this is where your influence should be coming from. Things of that nature. And me being a you know, a single parent, I totally understand that. Right. I understand right. that where there's a lack in a certain area, you have to do things to, to fill the void. And at least represent, you know, a part of the solution in doing that. Because a lot of, you know, our students they have those situations where they may not have a father in the house. They may not, you know, um, have that strong family structure. And so that's where like, we can lend an arm to situations such as those. Or you're gonna you're gonna, you know, we'll continue to have a confused generation of aimless walking by generation X. generation going nowhere. You know, just a wandering generation of children, youth, um, and we know that's not, you know, the direction that God intended and in the direction that they should be going. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have a question, Miss Ball. Now, recently in our community, we've had an incident where some youth uh, vandalized a local elementary school, and you My know, I, just told me about that today. You know, and I've been sort of following it because I know that you know a lot of times, you know, our youth fall under peer pressure, and you know, they go through a lot of things, and they try to you know be part of the crowd, you know. Do you experience that when you're working with the youth that you sort of have this, you know, maybe one or two that are sort of like the kids that everybody follows, but they follow them because they're doing something in a negative fashion? And if you do, how do you deal with that? You do. I think you'll find that in any uh, youth group or situation such as ours, but then that's when you have to retrain their, their minds to think, well, why are you following people that they're doing something negative. It's much more productive to be, first of all, be the leader yourself and not be a follower. Okay. But then if you are going to be under the influence of someone, let that be something that's positive and not negative. You'll be far better off in society and in your personal life if you do that. But um I you know, I definitely agree that, you know, you're gonna find those instances we we we've had them. And it's funny that you mentioned that, that incident. My son talked to me, I know, for about 30 minutes today about the uh, the school that was vandalized. I think it was, was it Riley Elementary School? Yes. Riley Elementary School. And I had no knowledge that it had happened. And I thought it was funny because he's 10. Mm-hmm. And he was just talking. He was like, you know, I know they probably got into some real serious trouble. But had that been me, he probably would have killed me. <laughs> I wouldn't be alive. I said, you're right. <laughs> because he already has a concept that he understands. This yeah. is not acceptable behavior. We don't go to school to act a fool and, and vandalize and mess things up. We go to school to learn. Because at 10 years old, that's all you have to do is go to school. Right, right. So. And, you know, and and the other reason why I've been following it, because, you know, I know that those kids aren't bad children, you know, and that's something that I, you know, I've been following the local news and the blogs, and that's what I kept hearing people say, the children are bad, they're they're stupid kids, they're, you know, they had all these negative things to say about the youth, not realizing that these are still young children, I mean, they were as young as seven and nine years old, mm-hmm. you know, and so, you know, they were following, I think it was uh, two 12-year-olds, you know, and it was like, and they were actually a I think it was a total of seven or maybe eight children in all, you know, but they could only see, I think it was four of them on the video cameras or whatever. You know, and they did a lot of damage to the school, you know. Don't get me wrong. They're in big trouble, and they should be. But I think what we should focus on is not so much to tearing them down because they did something wrong, but let's find out why they had all this time or all this energy Let's find out why they wanted to go and destroy something. Because a lot of times children do things out of frustration, out of anger, out of not being able to relate and they don't have anybody to talk to. They don't know that they're they don't know their own inner strength, their inner mindset, their inner power. You know, and so I think a, a program like Lead is just perfect 
for kids just like that, that don't have an outlet, that don't have a vision of their future. That's just to, just to interject uh, on this point, uh, just to relate back to uh, the three gang members, and we've had other uh, students that have been a part of our program that have had uh, other challenges uh, emotionally, uh, mentally, and things of that nature, but it's all about being able to take the energy. Because one thing about young people is that they do have a lot of energy. And if you do not capitalize off of their energy, you can lose them. And the, the objective here with LEAD is to not tell a person, like you said, to say that you're bad or you're, you're negative or you're this, or in other words, to talk down to them. It's always about having that ability to build them up. Now, because you never know their background. And so being able to rechannel that energy into their passion. And see, LEAD is all about being able to help an individual develop their passion. How do I develop my passion? The same energy you take to put on your shoes, the same energy you take to go to the mall and buy the hottest outfit and the latest shoes, the same energy you take to be on these social networks, Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, whatever it may be, use that same energy to develop something that's going to prosper you later on in life. You know, one person that I look at, uh, 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 and he's one of my mentors, and if he's listening, uh, I'm shouting him out right now. That's, that's uh, Dr. Jamal Bryant and, and, and Sean P. Diddy Combs. <laughs> Those two individuals will show you where when you rechannel negative energy in the right place, you can be something far beyond what your eyes could have ever imagined. We look at uh, uh, P. Diddy, and, and a lot of people say he's arrogant, he's this, he's that. But P. Diddy has a story. His father was killed when he was five years old, and, and his mother raised him, and he was at Howard University, dropped out and developed Bad Boy, and, and started uh, as an intern, got fired as an intern. And if you watch the movie Notorious, he told, he told uh, the late B.I.G., I'll make you a millionaire uh, by 21, and he was 19 years old. And he stuck to his promise. Why? Because he took his passion. He took that same youthful energy and redirected it into something that can prosper him something good. And I think those guys who vandalize, they could probably be the next Michelangelo. They could probably be the next painter, the next big artist that, that, that we uh, go and spend millions of dollars to put their paintings uh, in our homes. They just never had the opportunity to do it. So we've got to create opportunity. Lead is all about creating opportunity. I ain't trying to take too much time, but I'm feeling good. But we, we want to create opportunity to give them a, a chance to pursue their passion. Yeah. And it's going to take somebody like, like the program that you have to say, you know what, I'm not going to beat you down with what you did wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm going to beat you with the opportunities that, that you have that you can do better. I think yes. I think the media, they spend so much time showing what these kids are, showing their faults and pulling their faults up. And if you go on the, the newspaper online, you can see the things yes. that are being said about these kids. You can see it. Yes. But when you when you don't focus so much on what they're doing wrong and you focus on telling them what they can do that's right, you'll mm-hmm. get that kid's attention. Because a lot, of them, a lot of them don't know the potential that they have. They don't know how smart they are. All they've been hearing is, oh, he's just a dumb kid. He's just this. He just stays in trouble. And they've labeled him. And what and what, and what happens is these kids, they hear all this stuff, and, they, and they've allowed another person's words to become their future. Absolutely. And, and it's so sad. It is really, it's, it's, it's really sad because, you know, with, with what Brian was saying, what happened at Riley. Okay, now you have them in the system, but treat them fairly. Don't do them like you would another kid that went to another school that, that none of this ever hit the paper. Don't act like right. kids that you've never done anything, that you've never been mischievous and you've been out there and you've been doing some things. And believe it or not, a lot of people, kids, they've done worse. They just haven't got caught yet. Uh-huh. That's true. So don't throw them That's, a, that's a whole other time. So, so how do you? What do you guys do in the lead program to keep these kids focused on? And I know it's so hard because, you know, we were coming up. We didn't have all these distractions and these things that these kids have to deal with right now. These kids have to deal with drugs. They have to deal with 
homosexuality. They have to deal with the pure pressures of this and that, and it, it's just a lot for them to deal with. So how do you guys keep them focused? Well, we 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 establish what we call innovative, creative, and relevant programs. Uh, our curriculum uh, has been designed uh, by our team, um, specifically by our senior VP, uh, Mr. Donald Gardner, uh, who is a research guru. And what he does is he takes relevant issues, topics, uh, things that you see in the newspaper, um, uh, on TV, and create classes that our students can relate to uh, that will now pull their attention and pull in their focus. Uh, like and unto, uh, we've had a class uh, called Parents Just Don't Understand. Now, Parents Just Don't Understand was a class that we took from the song uh, Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff did uh, mm -hmm. back in the 80s uh, about parents just don't understand. And what we were able to do was we flipped it. We talked to our parents as well as to our students as it relates to why do you feel your mother doesn't understand you? Why do you feel that uh, your mom or your guardian uh, doesn't take uh, a liking as to what it is you're trying to do or trying to establish? And what we've done is we brought both parties in. We pull in the parents and we pull in the child. It's almost like a court. And, and they're going back and forth uh, discussing in a, in a very intelligent way uh, as to how uh, they can be innovative uh, and creative with uh, being able to understand where their child is going. Uh, and so with that, uh, we have other, other classes that we've created um, that will spark attention uh, to building uh, the focus of, their, uh, of the child so that they'll understand the basic need uh, of what their child really needs. Okay. Yeah. Brian, yeah. I think we, we may have one of their uh, other members on the line. If you would, Brian, you can go to them. All right. Call us from the 904 area code. You're live on the Abundant Solutions Hour. Hello, hello. This is uh, Jamison Ross. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? How y'all doing? Well, I just called because I'm listening. I was listening to the conversation, and you know, LEAD is really doing great things, man. I mean, not only here, just I, I would say look for them nationwide, just in general, man. I mean, they're coming up with new innovative ways to deal with kids, and man, it's needed out here. It's needed, man. So, so I like I say, I sign all my name to, and I say that I say that with all joy and all respect. So, so, so I just want to call and say, y'all keep going, doing your thing, please. Carlos, don't hang up. Don't hang up, Carlos. I want to ask you a question. This is Greg. Did you when you were when you were younger? Did you have or did you know of a program similar to this? Oh man, uh, I have to say no. I'm gonna I'm 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 tell you why too. Um, I grew up a little differently than your normal teenager. Um, but uh, I have also I have a brother, younger brother right now. He's about 16 years old. Who he plays ball, but he he really has no type of maturity or direction when it comes to certain things in life. Uh, this program, this program lead, man, I, I've seen it. I, I literally, I've worked with it, and I've seen it just pay close attention to the areas of development and our and our youth teams, free teams, that literally just, uh, uh, it, it, it pays so close attention to those areas that we, we never focus on, like like uh, life assessment, um, how to work through issues, how to work through, how to deal with peer pressure, how to deal with certain things that teenagers really, they don't get training on dealing with. Right. I, and, and when I was growing up, my, my parents, just being on my mom, you know, she didn't really give us that training. We were just, you know, taught to go for what we know, you know. Uh, and I hate to say that, no, oh, you know, great, I had great parents, but this program is doing something <laughs> that is not being done in the home. And that's right. the thing. Like, you hear all these mm -hmm. programs, oh, yeah, you take you on a free trip, take you here, take you there. No, no, teach me something. Teach me how to be somebody. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Like, show me the way to success. Without you know uh, shooting somebody or selling something or or you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know. Jameson, don't hang up. Yeah, Jameson, don't hang up. Stay on the line with us. Stay on the line. We're gonna keep your mic open. Uh, 
Mr. Stoney, did you have any comments? Uh, to, to, uh, uh, I, I want to uh, personally uh, thank Brother Jameson. Uh, this particular call to everybody, he is the man behind our new theme song. Uh, he, this past summer, when our summer camp, I went to Brother Jameson. He's a uh, uh, soon-to-be uh, music major graduate from Florida State University, uh, and uh, I asked him. He's very creative, very innovative. He's an awesome talent. Uh, in music area, and I asked him to create a song for us, and he created that song. So I'm indebted to to Brother Jameson uh, uh, for for life. But just to pick up, uh, piggyback on what he said, uh, I remember being a child myself. I'm only 26 years old, so uh, not too old, but not too young either. Uh, and I remember programs that were, and I don't have nothing against these type of programs, and I'm not, I won't even call them out. But that dealt more recreational, yeah. and that was just to buy time or to babysit while yeah. mommy was at work or while daddy's at work. But nothing that really honed in on my skill set or what my passion was. And so me opened the opportunity to to identify a person or a child with their natural born skill set. Now, mm-hmm. understanding that everybody has a different skill, you've been you've been ordained to do something totally different. Uh, Jameson is an awesome uh, musician. I might just be an awesome motivational speaker, but I need somebody to help enhance my ability to speak. And Jameson would need somebody to help enhance and empower him to be a better musician. And so Lee opens up that opportunity. And then there were times where we talked you know, a music class even with, with me and had Brother Jameson come in and talk about, you know, what music can do, how music influences. And you got to take all of these relevant topics and issues to help a young child develop their passion because we all got to understand everybody has been ordained to do something totally different. But we need more programs like this. www.leadnation.org. Look us up, man. I'm pumping us, man. <laughs> I want to piggyback off of something he said, too. He said something that, that really struck me. He said their passion. See, I don't think, and that's, man, I don't think we get that sometimes. Like, like when you hone in on a kid's passion, like, what you do is you tell them you can do what you like to do, especially if it's positive. So what you do is you give them almost an excellence balance that says, okay, you, okay, here, get, get these grades. Like, let me show you the way to the future through what you like to do. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like you literally walk somebody into a promised land in an area that they actually love, so they won't. And, that, and that's the thing, you know. You choose a job you you choose a job you love, and you will never work a day in your life. And you know what, Jameson? I, I just want to say this. <laughs> and, and you're absolutely right. That is the key. But you know what? A lot of people don't do. They don't listen, and they don't earn that respect from that child to let them know what their passion is, because yeah. that's something that a kid will keep a secret. For some reason, That's they true. will hold that passion and that dream. They won't mm-hmm. let you know that. The only way that they'll open up to you unless you earn it. And if you don't spend time with them and, and, and they know that you're not just running a babysitting program, they're not going to tell you that. That's, That's right. True. But you, you know, about earn it. Yes. I was going to say my, my thing about passion, you know, and I've heard that word said about maybe seven or eight times tonight. And the first time I heard it, I was like, okay, bang. Because, see, that's my buzzword. Cause my, my true belief about passion is that you pass it on. You know, you wow. have passion, but you pass it on. You give it to the next person. And as your passion intertwines with their passion, and you have this passionate meeting, you see. And, and most people think along the lines of sex when you talk about being passionate with someone. You know, but when I have, like, my passion is helping people. You know, yeah. I do motivational speaking. Greg and I both, we go out and we help people. That's why we do this show. And this is our passion, you know. You don't have to pay us to do a show. We love doing shows. Yes. Wow. You see? Yes. The, the wow. payment is like, you know, icing on the cake, <laughs> you know. <laughs> when we go out and help somebody, it's our passion. It's something that we strongly believe in. And that's where, you know, your program is is great for because you guys tap into what these children believe in. Yes. You see, but the problem that we have is that many times by the time we get them, they don't know what to believe in. So they believe in a lie. And so we have to actually figure out what their passion is 
and change their mind about what they believe truth is. Wow. You know, but it takes but it takes the very thing that we use to do that, and that's passion. You you said something because passion will make somebody that don't understand what you're doing they'll they'll think you're crazy. Mm-hmm. For three years, and I and I have to put this out like this because it's just the honest truth. But you said something when you said you don't have to get paid when you're doing your passion. For three years, going on four years, our program or our executives have not received one dime. Hear what I'm saying? One dime. And currently, we're not looking for it. Now, if it comes, thank you. But my passion is so driven to what I'm doing that I believe, and I feel God, but I believe that God will supply every need that I have and that I desire because my assignment is being fulfilled because of my passion is being displayed. And like you said, passing on. When they hear me talk, they hear my passion. You know, Mm -hmm. I ain't yelling, screaming, and, and trying to beat them. No, I want to talk because if I can get, if I can tap into your passion, if I can tap into what you can't sleep at night with or what you go to home, go home or go to bed dreaming about, and then later on in life you develop that, I've done my job, and I don't need a, a brown penny. I believe God will take care of me, and he's been doing that. He's mm-hmm. been doing that. But you tapped into something when you said that passion and not being paid for your passion. And I think kids now in this generation, now that's the problem. We've got to get them to understand that you may not get paid right now or you may never get paid for what you're passionate about. You just got to be faithful to it. That's right, Ms. Ball. Yes. You have to be faithful to it. Go ahead, piggyback on that. Faithfulness. Faithfulness to your passion. How do you yes. feel about that, Ms. Ball? Well, I feel like you most certainly have to be faithful to your passion. If, if you're not, then I think, then that's because you really don't have passion for what it is that you're doing. And in our line of work and what we're doing in anything that you do, you have to have a passion for it. If you're just in it to get a, you know, a check or to get notarized or for people to call your name, you know, to say you're a part of such and such organization, it'll never really flourish or reach its full potential because there is no passion involved. So um, I definitely agree with what uh, Mr. Stoney says. You, you know have what? to stay faithful to your passion, or it'll happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say this, and I know it's probably going to wake up something in Mr. Stoney. And, and Ooh, probably you already woke up. Well. <laughs> yeah, he's already woke up. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's warm. It's warm over here. I don't know about <laughs> You know, when, when when you as adults, a lot of times, when you said uh, that thing, that, 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 that sleeping at night thing, you can't sleep, you know, a, a lot of us are dealing with that uh our purpose, our you know, I really believe that our purpose will will pull at us, will nag at us. That thing will wake you up at night, and it'll tell you, wow. "Hey, listen, you need to do this," and wow. you just can't get no sleep, and you're trying to just, man, all I want to do is go to sleep. All I, you won't have any peace as long as you're if you're not doing your purpose and you're looking for right. it, it's going to pull at you. Those ideas are going to keep coming. They're going to keep coming, and you and and, yes. and and it will, you know. I believe that purpose will turn on your desire. Yes. Because once you have desire, you go to another level. We never yes, get sir. the thing. We never get the things we want. And God said that He said, "I will give you the desires of your heart, not what you want." Yes. I think yes. you have to go from another step from want to desire. You have to cry about that thing. You have to see that thing. And I mean, it, you you get to the point where you get anxious, and we're not supposed to be anxious for anything. But you will get to the point where you can see it, but you can't touch it. Yeah. And God, yeah. God will not tempt. The devil will tempt. God tests. He don't tempt. Yeah. So if he yeah. shows it to you, it's there. What you need to walk into it. Yeah. I think Kavanja about to run. Please. I think she's ready to run on that one. Oh, don't that is something that is, I think, whoo, God, you yeah. said something that that whole can't sleep at night, mm-hmm. I think I have insomnia. Uh, is, that the, is that what they call it? insomnia? I think I do. I don't sleep because I'm so driven by my assignment. 
my passion, my purpose, wow. and most of all, my desire that their time, I'm sitting up 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, lights on, possibly the TV may be on, but all of a sudden, and people laugh when I say it, but I'm so driven by what I do, I'll take a brush and, and stand in my bathroom mirror as if I'm talking to uh, five people, a 1,000 people, 10,000 people, because I know my assignment. I know what I've been called to do. And so at 4 o'clock in the morning, I was rehearsing to be on Blog Talk Radio a year ago. Mm. That's what passion do. Passion makes you ready for the biggest opportunity in life. And so you have to be so driven by that because you never know when the door of opportunity is going to open. And so... If you're going to sleep, I'm going to sleep tonight so peacefully because my door opened and I was able to walk into it and I was ready. My pastor, my spiritual father, Pastor Lamar Simmons, tells me this all the time. He says to me, he says, he says, Leo, you don't prepare for a great moment when it comes. You have to be prepared when it happens. You, you're constantly preparing for a great moment. And I have that written down right here on a piece of paper that says Wow. <laughs> because if you don't now listen to this, if you God will not give you anything that you're not prepared to have. Yes. Mhm. If you're not prepared and you can't see past today, something is wrong. Ooh. Something is wrong. You have to see My that. Thing. You have to. Yes. If, if you see it, you can bring it into fruition. Yes, sir. But That's you it. can't do it under your own strength. No, sir. You can't do it under your own strength. And you're going to hear no's. Yeah. You're waking you're gonna, up something. I'm so sorry. God, yeah, please. You're going to hear no's. You're going to hear no's. You're going to hear people closing doors in your faces. But yes. when God gives you something, this world can't say no to it. You just got to keep mm-hmm. going. They can't say no. Brian know what I'm talking about. They, oh, yeah, you, I do. Are we do too? Yeah. Oh, we've heard so many no's. My Lord. If I can just get one yes, I'd be happy. <laughs> See, listen, here's the thing. Sometimes the no is short for not yet. <laughs> see, because like Greg said, you may not always be ready to get what. See, think about this. When you were 17 years old, if somebody handed you a million dollars, man, you would be no good for nothing. No good. Yeah. But now, if someone were to say, give you a million dollar contract to work with kids, you're now prepared. Wow. You see? Yes, sir. See, a million dollars at 17 is completely different than a million dollars at 26 or a million dollars at 36 or 46 or 56. You see what I mean? Yes, sir. You have to be prepared for what you receive. If you haven't gotten that million-dollar contract yet, you're not prepared for it yet. If you haven't gotten that new car, you're not prepared to drive it. Yeah, yeah. You have to work your way. You, you know what? And this is the whole concept of what lead is trying to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got to prepare you to, because let me tell you something. There's no dream too small, no dream too big. You just got to believe in it. And like you said, being prepared is the key. Because yeah. like you oh God, you said that note may it just made me not yet. If yeah. it's short, short, not I, it's short for not yet. Had I known that Maybe a couple of years ago, even now, some days, I'd probably, probably be able to live my life a little better. But, but I, it's, 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 it's something that we have to infuse even with our children is get them to understand the power of a no. Yeah. But get them to understand the flip side, the power of a yes. Mm-hmm. You saying yes to God gives the devil no room to do anything to you. All right? So you saying yes is only God's ability being infiltrated into you, but there must be a period of process, empowerment, enhancement, education, like you said, that will develop you to maintain what you obtain. My pastor says it all the time. Pastor, He says it's one thing to obtain. But it's another thing to be able to maintain. And so you not getting it yet is your inability to maintain what you what you have or what you you're supposed to be getting. And so I'm thankful for my 
maintaining period and for my kids that I have the opportunity to empower, empower the ability to maintain once you get to where you're supposed to be. Yeah, this is, awesome. this is powerful tonight. This is awesome. You have to you have to be bold. And I know Brian. I know Brian's probably got his Bible somewhere close by. I know. Him. I got mine. <laughs> hey, you know what? We have to. We have to hold God to His word. He told us to do that. He told yes. us to put me in place me in remembrance of my word. Brian, if you have your Bible, turn to Matthew eighteen and nineteen. Yes. Now you gonna make me look for my Bible? It's in my truck. Okay, well. <laughs> I, I, I got mine right here. I'm always. <laughs> Matthew Matthew eighteen and nineteen. We can we can we can we can wrap all this up tonight right now. Yeah. If y'all bold enough if y'all bold enough to believe what he says. Oh, I'm definitely bold enough. And I know Stoney, I know Mr. Stone is looking he's he's looking for that because he's looking it up. I'm already there. He probably told <laughs> pages he probably told the pages out of his Bible. What? What, what does, Look, what, I have what my backup Bible here. I got it right here. What, Matthew what, eighteen nineteen. It what says, does it say? "Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it yes. shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven." Mm. My, I'm I, for the lead program. I'm touching and agreeing with y'all tonight. <laughs> yes, sir. That everything, every dream that y'all had, yes, sir, it will come true. I'm touching and agreeing on that. We're all touching and agreeing. He can't lie. Yes, we And I'm co-signing, and I'm going to say that that everything y'all get will be pressed down, shaking together, and running over. And I'm about to run. I just don't. <laughs> and, see, I, and I know, believe it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, you know, that just came to mind. I, had, I actually taught my daughter that concept the other day because she didn't know what I meant when I say pressed down, shaking together. So I told her, I said, think about when you've been able to fit everything you can in something, and then you oh, shake it tight. down it's to make tight. sure every piece gets in there, it's and then yeah. you pour some more in there, and it runs over. Woo! Wow. Wow. <laughs> if my mother was on this line, I have to add just a little bit to that. She's a she's a baker. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, and there are times when she over... Uh, uh, mix her 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 cake batter, and mm-hmm. the leftovers. See, see, God will multiply leftovers. That's a whole another sermon. Mm-hmm. But but sometimes, what Mama's able to do with the leftovers is either save it for a rainy day because it's so much, or she's able to use what she has left and bake another cake. It may not be the same size, but mm-hmm. God. Always, like you said, press down, shaking together, and running over. If it's running over, that means multiplication. Mm-hmm. God deals and He blesses in multiplication. You can never box God in to what your what your mindset can only see your faith. You gotta always think out of the box, more of something, expanding yourself far beyond what you know or what you're able to see. And so that's just the nature of God. But I thank you all. For touching and agreeing with yeah, us tonight, yeah. oh, I, yeah. I I believe, yeah. I know I'm not chairman. He just texted me, but I know he's probably running, crying, and shouting he's in his room. He crying, he's crying. <laughs> 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 he's crying. You know, crying. It's, it's, it's such a beautiful thing once you know who you are yes. with, with with Christ. Once you know that, it's an amazing thing. And a lot of times, what we do is we, we try to do things on our own and our own power. It it, it it can't work that way. You have to have patience. You have to be patient because you can't yes. make God do nothing. Mm-mm. You can't make him do nothing. I, I've never seen anybody correct him. He's not mm-hmm. wrong. So a lot of times, a lot of struggles and things that we go through in our lives, there's a lesson in that. It's something, it's, it's good for you. And a lot of people say, well, how can you say molestation and all this stuff was, is, is, is good for anybody? Wow. Look at Oprah. Wow. <laughs> my Lord. My Angela. Brian, what, what, what do I always say? I say life will do two things to you. It'll make you bitter or it'll make you better. Yes, sir. <laughs> and I choose better. 
you and you have that choice. That's right. Yes, sir. Yeah, well, great. That's my buzzword again. Yeah. See, there's two yeah. words that I always <laughs> listen for. I'm on the And yes, one sir. is passion. The other is choice. Wow. Because we have every opportunity that everybody else has. There is not an opportunity out there that we don't have. Yes. It's all about choice. It's what you yes. choose to do. It's what you choose to believe in. I tell kids all the time. I said, Barack Obama chose to run for president. Nobody just handed him the presidency. He chose to run. With, you know, the, the CEO of Microsoft, he chose to start that company. Yes. You see? Uh, Berkshire Hathaway. What's the guy over Berkshire Hathaway, Greg? Oh, you're talking about Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. He Warren Buffett. chose to do what he wanted to do. Yes. He made a decision. This is what I'm going to do. Wow. I yep. think my, my our chairman is on hold. If we can just get him in these last few minutes, uh, okay. he just texted me. He's trying to get in to say hello to the people. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. You see him in there, Brian? I see him in the 754. I got you. That's him. He he just couldn't. He can't take it no more. He got to get in. He can't take it. He he texted me. He said, we're walking profits on the radio. There he go. Oh, my goodness. Y'all are tearing this station up. (laughs) I mean, I literally had to park my car on the side of the road. You guys are talking some good stuff. Well, I'd like to say welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour, sir. Will you give us your name, please? Name, Chevron Dion Jones. All right. Mr. Jones, welcome, welcome. Thank you guys so much. And I didn't even have to get on the call. I was happy just listening. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I was just happy just to listen. It's an honor to uh, to even just to uh, hear um, other um, others pour into uh, to us for something that we've been doing uh, for four years now, and um, and haven't received much in doing it, but we have received much in doing it. Yes, that's right. At the same time, and we're very, yeah, I was gonna... uh, very happy, very happy. I I, I really. Um, I really count this as an honor and a privilege to for you guys to even consider us to do this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank well, you so well much. I have a question to I have a question for you, and yes, I know you may have heard us talking. What is your passion? My Lord. <laughs> my passion. My passion is people. Oh, now what? Now, now here's my next question. Did you choose your passion, or no, did your passion I, I, choose you? All right. Um, that's a good question. Wow. Let me answer this like this. I, um, in a roundabout way, uh, I'm, in the, I'm in the process. I'm reading the, um, the, the Purpose Driven Life, I, and I chose to uh, read it. Um, and I started on Monday, and it says something. It's crazy you ask that because it says something. It says that because of your passion, it allows you the ability. It allows you the ability to not sleep. It allows you the ability to do things that you don't, uh, that you uh, you never considered doing. And when you ask the question, did, did my passion choose me, or did I choose uh, my passion? Um, um, passion is purpose that's given by God, and I believe that God's given us passion. He, he's the one that's given us the purpose. So it's chosen. It's chosen. God's chosen me. Um, uh, he's chosen me to fulfill that purpose and to fulfill that area. Uh, because if I if I had it my way, uh, people probably wouldn't have been my passion because people let you down. Yes, they will. Mm-hmm. Yes, they will. And I want to piggyback and, on that too. I want to piggyback on that. And it's, 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 it's really a, well. It's not a question; it's more of a statement. When 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 you're asleep, have have any of you ever been asleep and having the best dream in your life, and something woke you up, and you're like, "Oh my goodness!" And you try to go back to sleep. You try, try to, to go back to sleep and get that dream. Yeah, yeah. That, that just lets you know right there you don't have any control over your dreams, just like you don't have any control over your purpose or your passion. That's you don't. Not at all. That is a gift. That's right. That is it a, is gift. a gift. That's right. Well, I'll say this. I'll say this, just to interject, because I believe our time is running out soon. Yes, we got thirty if, seconds. If you, if you had to, if you had to wake up from it, that means it's for you to go chase the rest That's of right. it. That's right. That's and right. God will give you. God will only give you the beginning. He is the. He's Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. 
but he that that part that he woke you up from is that middle part that you, you got to work. work it out. You got to work it. Yeah. Work it so. All right. With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. You know we got to do another show, y'all. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we thank you for joining us tonight, and we ask you to join us again as we help others be more, do more, and have more. Good evening. God bless you all, and good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.